What up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Usher. Let's get it started. What up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions Podcast. Today, it's episode 43, man. We've got a very special guest in the building. I know you guys are excited about this one because I am pumped on this one. We've already sat down with the other four members of Love Culture, and there's just one left to interview, man. And he's certainly not the least important, that's for sure. Please welcome my friend, Rob Mari. <laughs> What's up, everyone? What's up, man? Dude, I'm really excited about this episode. Um, man, you know, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things talking to all the members, man. You're, you're kind awesome. of kind of a legend around here. I don't know if you know that yet. Oh, but. nah, that's, that's, that's uh, too much, too much. <laughs> no, nah, man. So um, let's go ahead and paint the picture for my audience yeah. a little bit. Uh, who is Rob Mari? Man, Rob Mari is is a lie. He's a father. He's a a father, a friend, a brother, businessman. This I wear a lot of hats, man. Yeah, an artist for sure. <laughs> definitely artist, an artist. Definitely. Um, you know. It, I, just looking at the, or you know, not necessarily just looking at, but also speaking to all the other members and everything. Mm-hmm. They've all got nothing but great things to say about you, man. Um, it seems like you're a little bit of the the brains behind this whole operation, the whole love culture movement. Yeah, I mean, um, like I was telling you before, I like to look at myself as a co-founder. Really, I like to look at all of us as founders of it because we all really started it. Yeah, I had the initial idea, but it wouldn't have been what it was if they didn't. You know, believe in it believe in it 100 percent. yeah it. yeah so um like i was telling you kyle who's uh wade sailor who's my brother uh like a four lifer he's the one that got me started yeah. and, uh making my music and like treating it seriously and yeah he kind of we got together at his house and like he believed in me so he made me believe in myself so i love it man yeah it seems like wade sailor is also a huge part of y'all's uh yeah definitely uh way sailor is definitely a huge huge part of love culture creation the what love culture is about man probably wouldn't even have started if it wasn't just the degrees of separation that we have and the connects yeah that well shout out to him man you guys are doing great things over there i love to see the motion that love culture has man it's i mean it's unmatched, really. You know, what I mean, <laughs> as far as the groups in the city go, you know, you got your individual artists that thrive and and do things well, yeah. but as far as a group goes, it's like I mean, you guys are kind of untouched, you know, and uh, yeah. and you know, so congratulations to you guys on Appreciate that. You. Well, these um, guys, uh, I was just gonna say, these guys were individual artists on their own right, yeah, self right. So they were already doing their thing in the city, so it wasn't hard to, you know come together as a collective yeah and you guys have done great things since that's happened man for sure um so you know let's let's go ahead and give the audience a little bit of a background on yourself personally where are you from i'm from here man i'm a native jacksonville yes sir duval baby duval yes love it man so um (laughs) how old are you i am 30 30 okay bet 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 so you're you're kind of like 30 30 right in the middle of uh, some of the members in the group man yeah yeah we got uh, some older folks we got some younger folks you're right there in the middle i love it yeah, man. Uh, she is definitely the OG of the group, but she's definitely the 
she's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you guys heard. And then uh, Easy, I believe, didn't meet in spirit. Flash is the baby. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's you guys all kind of have that like perfect chemistry, I'd say, as a group. Yeah, man. We uh, we are all. The cool thing is that, like I said, we're we're all our own individual artists. But when it comes to the group or the collective, we have no problem with checking our, you know, our egos. Of course, and, yeah. Know, what's the best? Yeah. And you can really hear that too, like in y'all's music. You know, it doesn't it doesn't sound very ego based or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. it sounds like you guys are just passionate people. Yeah, we're you passionate know, people, and just yeah. let it all out on the mic, which which I love to hear, man. And a lot of y'all songs are extremely relatable mm. you know which is something that i think is really important whether you're an artist of any any field you know what i mean just make relatable content and yeah. things that are going to you know or i guess not portray but uh make people feel a certain way like when yeah. they listen to it you know yeah it's i mean it's five different people's perspective on life yeah so exactly you, if you don't relate to one you are all you you're gonna find who you relate to in the yeah music, yeah so let's talk about some people that you've related to uh, growing up. Obviously, we all have our own like musical influences yeah. and uh, you know things like that that kind of motivate us to to become the person that we are today. Uh, who were some of those uh, musical influences for you growing up? Oh, uh, yeah, man, she's she's gonna laugh about this one because uh, <laughs> I always uh, I always go on a tangent, but I would be. Only it would be be only right if I said Lil Wayne, but Lil Wayne is the biggest music inspiration of my life. Dude, I'm my glad mom, my mom would tell you. I'm That's glad how, you said that, man. I'm <laughs> the same way. Like growing up, actually, Lil Wayne was the reason that I I started listening to rap music. Yeah. You know, I I just and my mom wouldn't even let me listen to him. My mom would I'd have to go out to the car and listen to him in the car. Say <laughs> my mom because it, it couldn't be any no cursing or no derogatory content yeah. or nothing, man. When I was a kid, and it's funny you said that because um I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's it was easy that said that as well. Yeah, he was saying that uh, Jay Z and Lil Wayne are just like like top list goaded for him. And yeah, I'm, man, I I relate to that so much, man, because those guys are like, I mean, that's that's like the first little taste I got of rap music. Yeah, man, Jay Z is definitely a big influence in my life. That's in the car with my stepdad, man. Blueprint. Yup, facts. Uh, all, all of them, not just the only one. No doubt. I mean, reasonable doubt. Yeah, all of them, man. We listen to those. Yeah, and um, I mean, just fuck, dude, Wheezy. I mean, like that's. It's funny how like that was like our main, uh, you know, one of the first artists yeah. that we really got it like yeah. a, a, a feel for, yeah, and he man. still stayed like my favorite artist like the, the whole, whole time. time. Like I've, I've been a fan of him since Hot Boys. Like, he's still relevant, you know, even though he doesn't drop as much, he's still relevant, you know, and that's like one of the yeah. hardest things to do in today's world is not get exactly. filtered out, you know, by the new guys that come through. And uh, I think Wayne, Wayne just lyrically will always have, you know, the throne. Yeah, man. So I, I grew up, I definitely grew up with him. And then as I got older um, is when I got more into like storytelling raps. And so Andre 3000 was a big one. Word. Uh, who else? Like I, I, I liked a lot of like Northern music, which was, okay. it's funny of, the funny thing about that is because I'm a native here. Yeah. And like growing up, you people my friends and stuff listen to like southern rappers and like southern music like Yeah, yeah. like Boosie Webby. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was the, probably the only kid probably listening to like Joel Santana Dipset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay-Z, like all those southern, I mean, northern top rappers. Yeah, um, yeah. Growing up, so 
they those type rappers definitely like played a part into like creating who I am. Yeah. And then as I got as I gotten older, like and like I said, started appreciating storytelling raps. Um, that's when I realized like. Man, Boosie was really telling stories. And uh, stuff. Like yeah. I, I really enjoy listening to Boosie now. Yeah, like, to this day, like he's he's. Dope I think it's too. just the way that they that they tell the story. Mm-hmm. It kind of like to, to us, it kind of seems like it's more just talking shit. You know, yeah. like like southern southern rap. It does kind of seem like they're just talking shit, and they've got like they're more so just making like a, a quick statement, not necessarily drawing out a you know whole story for right. you. And, um, but I mean, yeah, you look at some of these guys, like, like from, you know, when you start saying storytelling, I instantly thought of J. Cole. J. Cole That's is, one of those guys, man, like, growing up, dude. he was a dude. big part of my college years. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like him, you know, he's, he kind of, like, mixed, mixed the two worlds perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. he did have a lot of hard shit that was kind of, like, you know, fire you up, but at the same time, it was that storytelling yep. core to him, you know, that I think really captured me. It made me a big, big J. Cole fan back in the day. I mean, you know, I'm not as big of a fan right now, but, dude, back in the day, it was like everything that man would drop was liquid gold, you know? I mean, it was man, just like... I'm, I'm trying to tell you, man. It was... What a time to be alive for those, like, oh. those Coles, those Kendricks, those Wiley's, those Big Shines. Even Drake projects. back in the day, bro. Drake, like, man. What a time to be alive in music. And those guys were really killing it and played, like... Those were like college before Kanye went crazy. Like, dude, man, (laughs) what a time to be alive! And some of these younger generation kids aren't even gonna know what we're talking about, man. Man. Which is, it's, in my opinion, you know, music back then just had a little bit more, a little bit more oomph to it. Yeah, it was a lot more, more, like you were hungry. Like they, those artists that you could hear it, they were hungry. They wanted it, and there was more to a song than it just being the song. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it felt like, you know, the song just had like more to it i don't even know how to explain it like it just had more like depth you could mm-hmm. you felt like there was a bigger a bigger story being told here besides them just singing the song you know yeah. nowadays you guys got guys dropping dropping songs that are just like you know key glock might drop a song and it's like just the most random shit ever you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. So, and i'm like what the fuck and the chorus will just be you know a very repetitive statement like fucking 10 times you know what i'm saying or just something like yeah. this I'm, I'm like there there's it, no 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 extraness here, you know. It's it just it can the, get real uh, lackadaisical at times. Yes, a hundred percent. And um, you know, for me, I still find myself kind of going back and listening to that old school rap, you know, from time yeah. to time, just because it's like there ain't nothing like it nowadays, yeah. you know. And um, you know, obviously, you know, hearing that you one of your musical influences was Wayne growing up. Yeah. That kind of explains a little bit, I think, of why you rap the way you do. You know what I mean? With that, like, storytelling, kind of, like, high yeah. energy, you know, type uh I thought I was it. Lil Wayne, man. I'm not going to even lie. <laughs> I, I really did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lil Wayne's never been part. Um, now, in my, th- in my age now, like, 25 and up, like, I listen to a lot of oldies now. Like, I listen to funk. I listen to the parliaments like Bootsy Collins uh the Isley brothers oh that, yeah those are now like the stuff that I listen to which are things that I was given you know through my mom and and yeah. my uncles and and all them but I enjoyed listening to those now more than I do listen to stuff that's out nowadays yeah exactly 100% I could totally agree with that man and um those people you're listening off are legends bro yeah they those are man 
once once I found out in my artistry that I wanted to make classic music, I started looking to those legends. Yeah, those music, that music, they started since time. Like, yeah, you could listen to those songs now, and those songs came out like 30, 40 years ago, way before me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that I want to make music like that, and love culture wants to be music like that. And I think so. you guys do make very, very timeless music that does stand the test of time, you know, yeah. like a, with a lot of the things you guys write about, um, you know, they've all got a deeper meaning to it, you know, yeah. and all like you can hear the, hear the, the pain or the passion in y'all's voices whenever you're singing it. And I think that's what really sets people apart and allows people to stand that test of time. Like you're talking about. Yeah, man, our, our music, we, we have a lot of fun music too, but it's still our fun stuff and our hard stuff still is retrospective so we like to we like to make it fun we don't like to just be considered conscious rap or yeah yeah rap all the time we like to we like to and you you interview flash yeah yeah flash flash like to chop people heads off yeah yeah exactly and that gives him the platform to do it but he also likes to you know Say, hey, I told you shit. I was gonna chop your head off, but I'm still gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna soothe you. I'm try to stitch you back up. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Um, you know what? For you personally, when did you kind of take that leap towards being an artist? You know, when you were a kid, did you kind of know that this was gonna be something that you wanted to do for a long time? Uh, well, it. I would say it was kind of inevitable because, like, my first words were, "Whoop, there it is." Really? Yeah, like I came. <laughs> my mom told me I came out the room one day, just saying, "Whoop, there it is." That is so and, funny, man. <laughs> and she was like, "This was before you said, Mama, Daddy, you just came out the room one day." And she used to keep like the radio on all night at that time, so I'm I'm assuming that's why I picked it up. Finally. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it, it was kind of in- inevitable that you know music was kind of my my life path. Uh, I didn't start really taking it serious. Um, I've I've always wrote. I always kept a notepad and stuff, so I always wrote up until like my college years. But it was just like stuff I did. You know, I kept to myself, and I would record, but with with my cousins and stuff. Like this is stuff yeah. we kept to ourselves. We weren't sharing with anybody. Um, but I didn't I didn't really start taking it serious until I met Kyle, bro, or Wade Taylor. Like we uh. We used to work, um, I want to say like 2012, we used to work at the same company and like we were cool. Like I didn't know he did music. He didn't know I did music. Like mm-hmm. we were just cool and we would talk about music Yeah, and we would kick it. And then I ended up leaving that company and he ended up leaving there shortly. And, you know, I went on and worked and lived my life and, you know, we did that, that thing. And then we end up circling back around. Uh, we had a mutual friend by the name of, uh, of Lurie. Shout out Lurie. Um, he, super, super cool, dope, trippy guy. Uh, me and him was working out of the company together. We end up at a company together. And he was like, yo, man, you remember Kyle? I was like, yeah, Kyle was dope as hell. He was like, man, come, you should come over one day. Uh, we be recording music and stuff. And, uh, you know, kick it and hang. I was like, sure, yeah. true. So uh, we end up at Kyle's house. How old are you um, at this time? I had to be 2012. I had to be like 20, 20, 20. Yeah, because I had my daughter in 13, which was 21. So, yeah, I okay, had to be bad. like 20. 
and uh we end up at Kyle's house and uh like I said I've I've always kept a pad on me I was always writing so I was like uh I came and they were working on some stuff working on Reese project at the time I was like, this is cool. They they made like at this time, and you would never know, but Wade Sailor also rapped too, and oh, he went by shit. Southern Southern Fried KD. Please don't kill me for <laughs> for telling people that. <laughs> That's but funny. he was ill. He sounded like uh, you, and you've seen you met Wade Sailor. You met Kyle. yeah, oh so yeah. Dude. Just imagine him, but he sounded like Big Crit. Oh like, my god, he was Southern to the core. Like That's funny. Chevy, like Southern to the core. I like, love it, bro. That's funny. Like trippy, trippy. So <laughs> they were working on music and then uh when they finished, he was like, Hey, you wanna work on something? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I I told him to pull up uh what was it? Uh Jay Z's beat that i can't think of the name of it but it's the one where he was like, allow me to reintroduce myself. oh yeah 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 so i told him to pull that beat up and he was like before he before he pulled it up and press record he was like rob i'm telling you this is like because I, f- I forget what album it was on i think it was like one of the blueprints but he was yeah. like this is one of my favorite songs like he pulled out the album like the vinyl and all it's like this is one of my favorite songs so if you fuck this up I promise you that you're getting out of here. That's like, all right. So as soon as he hit record, boom, and it's on it's on SoundCloud, I believe. That track's on SoundCloud. But as soon as he hit record and I started rapping, he boom. Bro, what the fuck? Like we need to do something. What are you doing? That's fine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, I guess. Uh so I finished the song. Great night hanging out with them guys. And uh, I've never told him this, but I went home, um, and my my uh, daughter's mother and my girlfriend at the time. I was like, I don't really know if I want to make music with them because they were making like they were smoking smoking weed, and at the time I wasn't. Like, oh, they word. were making like music like that, like yeah, yeah. You know? And I was like, I don't know if this is really really my lane of our style of music. Um, it's cool though, you know. I'll hang out with Kyle. He, he was dope, but I don't know if. I, you know, this is really my style of music. What yeah. they're doing, like your path, you know, like <laughs> right. you, and, <laughs> you see it going just a little differently. You know, yeah, at this time. exactly, exactly. So I was like, you know what, I, it's whatever. I still was trying to figure out what type of artist I wanted to be too. Um, but the next day, Kyle showed up at my house with his equipment, and was like, "So what's up, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, let's make this so shit I was happen." Like, uh, all right, I guess. And we had been close ever since, man. Like he he literally would pull up like if not every day, damn near every other day. Wow. And we would record in the closet. And yeah, he was one of the first people to believe in me and that's that's when I was like, Well maybe I couldn't do this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you have you uh still never smoked? Uh I I picked up smoking late, man. I smoke now. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a medical card and all, but Yeah, hell yeah. The legit the legit way, but that's the only way to do it nowadays, man. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I play that shit safe. Um, yeah, man, I'm the same way. I, I'm, I was kind of a late bloomer with the whole smoking thing, too. Yeah, late bloomer I, for sure. And I had a lot of friends that would smoke around. I mean, basically, when I was like a senior in high school and uh, all my friends smoked around me, I was the only yeah. one, all the only, all one out. That was me. And I, I would do it sometimes, like, bro, if I, I was go, in the mood. 
I'd literally, I'd go in the hot box with them. Like, I'd be in the car with them, just not smoking. I mean, basically, I'd be, like, <laughs> inhaling the fucking, like, secondhand smoke that's all sitting around. But, uh, for the, I mean, I'd just be out there just chilling with them. And then one day, I don't even know what, what had changed. One of them just asked me. They were like, um, Nick, stay going to be the day. Stay going to be the day. And I was like, you know, fuck it, man. I'm, I've been sitting in this hot box for yeah. two hours now. I'm probably already <laughs> high. Fuck it. Like, and, I wasn't uh, even smoking even when Love Culture first started, like. They'll they'll tell you, like they will try to get me. I'm just like, oh, Rod don't really smoke like that. He'll hit it every once in a while. Who's the biggest I, stoner in love culture? Man, it has to be out of. Is it definitely has to be out of Easy and uh, and uh, and Allen or Trash Beats. Oh yeah, yeah, those guys are <laughs> man. Those guys are hard. Chimneys, straight chimneys over there. Those guys are hardcore, man. I love it. <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously, you connect with Kyle, start yeah. putting out music, you know, or start creating music, I should yeah. say. Um, was there ever a moment where you were like, okay, I'm going to put out my first official project or my first song or whatever it is on your own? Yeah. Um, so the first, the first thing that we ever put out, because we worked on a lot of stuff. Um, that we ultimately <laughs> end up scrapping as well. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff that got scrapped. There's a lot of stuff that I have that I just never put out. Yeah, shit but, happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, we end up putting out a project called uh, WMD, which is on SoundCloud. And WMD? Just, yeah. What does that Weapons, stand for? Weapons of Mass Destruction. Okay, word. And uh, it's just really how most rappers get, they, they start just rapping on other beats. Yeah. And just a bunch of beats that I was just rapping on at the time. Yeah. And we ended up putting that out. And uh, Kyle also at the time was looking to put on like open mics and stuff like that. Like he, mm. he wanted to curate shows. Word, okay. So uh, he was putting on a bunch of open mics. Um, it was one that he regularly ran on a Monday called uh, Mozzie Mondays. At It was like a Mediterranean restaurant over there in Hendrix and uh I would go up there and and rap those songs like you know <laughs> yeah and that was kind of I guess your first taste of like being like in the spotlight you know yeah and like and performing and being in front of people and like really owning your shit yeah we would that was definitely my first taste and then uh shout out to his his wife uh Kita I'm sure she told you about her mm -hmm. uh, at the time they they were still dating and She's a performer in her own right. Like, she's a dancer. So, before those shows, like, they used to be getting me, prepping me, basically. Yeah. Like, those, when I tell you Kyle is my brother, man, those guys are really are who I, I owe honing my skills to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's dope, man, because you look at where you guys are at now. Yeah. And it's like, it all just stemmed off of him kind of forcefully being like, hey, man, we're making beats or what? Or we're we making songs or what? Yeah, you know? yeah, man. He he did definitely do that. And, like, he's we've been tight ever since. Yeah. Have you um <laughs> have you ever tried to – so are you just usually the one behind the mic or do you ever try to get, uh you know, into beat making or anything like that? I'm I'm, I'm actually – I actually make beats. I, okay, so bet. our project, I probably made, like, 75% of those beats. Oh, word. Okay, bet. So you're very, very fluent with making beats and shit. Yeah, I'm forever – it's forever learning, of course. You know, everything's forever learning. Yeah, yeah. I'm forever learning something new with a beat. Like, the other night, I was doing something, and I was like, oh, shit, that's how you do that. And I was like, 
that's gonna take me to the next level. And I looked at Chi and I was like, that's gonna take me to the next level. And she was like, well, congratulations. When did you get into that? Was that before you started uh, rapping and shit? Or was it kind of... I've always... So... I've always made beats as younger. Like, this is like middle school. One, one of my my older cousins introduced me to Fruity Loops. It's FL now, but it was like Fruity Loops. Yeah, yeah. And he used to make beats in it, and he introduced me to that, and I fell in love with it then. And then I, I kind of like dabbled in it. But again, this was stuff that I just kept to myself. And then um, Cal, when I got with Cal, Cal Wade Taylor again, he showed me how to use uh, Ableton. Oh, okay, bad. And, uh once I learned how to use Ableton, it was a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I've tried. I've actually, um, I've heard you can use Ableton to like edit your podcast and yeah. stuff too. And I, dude, I got in there. I, I downloaded everything, got in there, and started fucking around with it and shit. And like, w- like a YouTube video can't even explain like the basics of that shit, bro. Like when you're actually in the like platform, it's just mm. it's so. There's so much. It's so much. So much. Like I couldn't. I was like trying to like look up YouTube videos of just like how to like understand what any one of these buttons means yeah. or any one of these little like abbreviations or whatever the fuck they are. You know. Yeah. There. And I'm like going through shit. I'm like trying to figure out what this means, what this means, and and I I never I never was able to. I mean I got I figured out a couple things, but I was like, dude, Ableton is like legit, bro. Like Man, Ableton you- is definitely uh, from what I hear from other people, but. This was what I learned then, so yeah. I don't I don't quite get where they're coming from. But if you learn elsewhere in another DAW, and then you come over to Ableton, it's like Ableton is just a lot. Like there's it's still stuff I don't ton. know about Ableton. Um, I still like to look at myself as a novice at Ableton, but it's I the consensus is that it is a lot more. Uh, like the things you can do in it is a lot more free. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You can really create exactly yeah. what you want to create in there. You don't got to worry about any of the extra little like restrictions and shit that comes yeah. with all these other dolls. Because that's what I'm starting to realize too. Is like, I, this is the third doll I've been on now, and some of them I get on there, I'm like, you know, some of this shit's just really unnecessary because I'm not like at that level yet or something yeah. like that. Or some of it is just like it doesn't let you even it doesn't let you do anything. You know, it's just right. like press or play or plus play. And just go, you yeah. know. What I mean, you don't you don't get to go back and edit your tracks or anything, or turn the volume up or nothing like that. And um, yeah, it's just, it's funny looking back. You yeah, know? I've seen I've seen people do whole whole freaking set DJ sets in Ableton. Like, wow, how, how do you even do that? Holy like, shit! Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be insane. Have you ever gotten in or wanted to get into being a DJ or anything like that? Nah, that's that's not my path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Shout out to I I love what they do, man. Shout out to our DJ DJ Larry Love that he kills it. He kills it. Yeah. And then she, like she told you, she she DJs. She comes from that background. I just yeah. never came from that background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always interesting. You know, some sometimes it's either like DJs are either like the result of an artist that never really made it. You know, they mm-hmm. might just hop into DJing and just like bump other people's shit, you know? Right. Or uh some people it's like they choose just being a DJ right off the rip. Yeah, you know, DJs just, like, are natural. important, man. DJs are very important as far as like rocking the party. Oh, dude. And keeping keeping the energy in the party, like, DJing 100%. is definitely important. Yeah, 100%. I, I, there was actually a time where I was thinking, I was like, shit, do I, maybe I should go become a DJ. There's like, a, I went through <laughs> that uh, that house music phase. Yeah, like, oh, dope. Like, end of high school, you know, you get into house music super hard, you know, I'm like, maybe I should go be a DJ, fuck it. Just go right. out there, just party every night and just play songs. That was yeah. my fucking job, you know what I mean? And um, 
Yeah, I was actually a uh, a light DJ at um, uh, Club Heaven a while oh, back. Really? Yeah, so I was like controlling their lights and shit, and it was just doing that, bro, was so <laughs> fucking fun. Like you had the smoke machine and everything, yeah. and like you just wait for the beat to drop. Dude, they play Dreams and Nightmares or something. I'm like, all right, baby, it's my time to shine. <laughs> right here, get them strobes ready. Let's go. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny. It there was some there were some good times I had with it too. And there I, for a while there, even when I was working at Club Heaven, I was like, shit, maybe I should become a DJ. Hey, maybe man. I should step yeah. out of there and become a DJ. And, um, and you know, since since I've started the podcast, shit like that, I'm like looking back on now. I'm like, I'm so glad I just stayed in my lane. You know, right. I, I think I've got a good music taste, <laughs> but I know if I were to go out there and try to compete with some of these other motherfuckers that've been doing it for years, it's like it, there'd be there'd be no competition at all. Man, you who, know what I mean? Who knows, man? Maybe maybe you might do it later. Maybe I might do it later in life. Yeah. I mean, look at some guys who do it. Like who whoever ever thought Shaq would be a DJ? I was literally about to say that, bro. Shaq, he became a DJ when he was like his whole career is like over, basically over. everything he's done, and now he's one of the biggest DJs in the world. Whoever thought Snoop would be a DJ? These yeah. are guys. That, we like me so me and she have a joke these are guys that have beat the game yeah, yeah and yeah. they're just doing side missions exactly now they're yeah. just having fun now they're just yeah. like they're just playing free play mode you know what i mean they're not even exactly. trying to play the story mode no more yeah, exactly just doing random stuffs and they man they're making killing off of dj exactly yeah they're i mean <laughs> and that's a cool thing is obviously being a legend like that you kind of get that advantage of already having a ton of clout yeah. and had a ton of money as well but you get into that field bro and it's like you see like dj or uh Shaq is a DJ, diesel DJ. yeah he's an edm dj bro and he's better than wow. like half of the fucking edm djs that have been big wild. for the last 10 years like yeah bro yeah. shit's crazy and he um <laughs> there he's been on my bucket list of people to go bro, see bro me too like i mean dude you could be sitting in the fucking parking lot and you could probably still see his big ass you know what i'm saying exactly. like you, <laughs> tickets got me cheap uh he's he would just uh i always see so many videos of him man and there'll be people outside and they'll have like the uh the, or not outside but in like the crowd they'll have a basketball hoop yeah throw him a little tiny basketball <laughs> and shit have him shoot dude like that just seems like a fucking party man man he's definitely the biggest kid ever i would love i'd love to go see him and i'd also um oh god there goes the dog. Fire truck came by. So uh -oh. she's she's a firehouse dog. So anytime uh, a fire a fire a fire truck, ambulance, anything drives by, you can probably still hear her. Oh, yeah, man. she any she's an ex firehouse dog. So anytime um a fire truck, ambulance, or anything drives by. Is that the bigger one or the smaller one? That's a smaller one. So uh, she goes fucking crazy. She's just trying to <laughs> alert everybody there's a fire truck going by. And, um, yeah, the, it's fun. It's fun and, and cute and all whenever it's like middle of the day. Yeah. But when it's one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> fuck no, you are not having none of that. Trust me, man. <laughs> um, so where were we? So, um, you know, I know you said you were dad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about that if you're cool with it. Oh yeah, sure, man. I got two beautiful girls, man. Uh, my oldest is nine and then my youngest is 16 months now. 16 Word. Months now. What's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from becoming a father? Man, I, I became a, a father really early in life, so. How old were you when you? 21. You oh, word, okay. 21, I had my first. Uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned is that there's really no God to parenting. Yeah. It's really not. Like, you can, you can lean on your parents and lean on what you know from, you know, growing up. But it's it's really no guy you just you just know that you got to give them a lot of love and a lot of a lot of attention and you know if you trial and error basically yeah like, exactly 
they woke up the next if they woke up the next day and they're not hungry they're not you know you you did something right you did something right yeah and and honestly you know like you said like leaning on to what leaning on to our parents it's like yeah. our parents weren't perfect you our know parents I mean? so weren't perfect even if we do lean on our parents like there was things that our parents did that were wrong too so it's like exactly and you, i and, and knowing that gave me the sense of having a lot of like uh you know leeway when it came to my mom and understanding when it came to how my mom raised us because yeah. like i i see she was my age when she uh, the age that I had my daughter, she was about that age when she had me. And yeah. Like, she made mistakes and stuff, too. She didn't have all the tools. My yeah. Mom, I didn't give her all the tools. So. Uh, yeah, and it kind of forces you to grow up a little quicker than yeah. you were expecting, you know? Definitely forces you to grow up. Definitely does, didn't give me a chance to, like, make mistakes. Like, yeah. I couldn't make mistakes. I, I, you got a daughter. Does it give you the, uh, does it kind of give you, like, that motivation to kind of, like, put on for them? And to kind of like make, you know, I feel like that would be one thing. I obviously don't have a child myself, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like that'd be a huge motivator. Like just having a, a you know, a child looking at watch, kind of watching your journey firsthand, you know, like that would give me a ton of motivation to just like put oh, on. Oh yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, biggest, biggest motivator of what I, of what I do for love culture. I owe it all to my daughters, man. Cause uh, once my oldest, like my oldest, knows our music. My my oldest knows. I love that. Yeah. My music. So, I bet you love that too. Yeah, she she knows it, and like she she told you she our kids be around the gang, like they, yeah, they're immersed in the in the in the culture as well, and it's important to us that they see that uh, because it just allows them to know that they can do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, you know when they grow up. And uh, she, my daughter takes pride in it. She goes to school and tells her friends, like, my dad and uh, my stepmom makes music. Like, yeah. She, she loves it. That's man. Dude, that's so cool. I bet that makes y'all's hearts so happy, too. Because it's yeah, like, man. that's the type of shit, man. It's like, I think every parent, like, all they, you know, one thing that they just really want from their kid is for their kid to, like, you know, be proud of their parent yeah. and be like, be like excited to tell people like, Oh no, this is my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, you know, these are my parents or whatever it is, man. I feel like that's super dope, man. Yeah. She, uh, so my oldest was definitely like both of my girls are definitely the motivation that I have, but my oldest is what like set. She started it all for like, you. She started it all for me. Like she started the, the type of artist that I wanted to be at that time because when I had her, I was like, okay, my daughter knows my music. Like, I don't, what I told myself is I don't want her listening to my music and it's something that I don't want her to listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So yeah. I, I make sure that my music is truthful to me. It's still fun, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and stuff like that, but I make sure it's truthful to me and what I speak is true. So yeah. when she hears it, when I'm long and gone, when she hears it, she can say, yeah, my dad was speaking the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love that shit, man. That's a, that's a big thing is like, you know, nowadays a lot of artists, it kind of seems like they'll just say something just because it, it, it sounds good in that sentence or because, you know, it's kind of got some kind of, yeah like, you know, some, some meaning that'll kind of add some depth to the song or some shit. Yeah. But in reality, they don't actually believe that. And then, you know, like, I bet it's a different perspective from you because it's like you've got 
she knows whether or not you're going to be lying or not. You know, like maybe mm-hmm. not right now, but give her a couple of years, and it's yeah, like she'll be able to tell whether or not you're lying or telling the truth. So it's like you you kind of have no choice. You yeah, know? and then I didn't want to put anything out too that may incriminate her before she even got into the world. Facts, yeah, so, makes sense. Um, that was one of the big parts of like what set the trajectory of my artistry. Do you think you would be a different person right now if you hadn't had those kids? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, well, I've I've always been sort of like a uh, level-headed, like Mature, logical kinda. type of person. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, man, just learning some of the stuff that I've learned, just being a dad, is invaluable information. Bro. Yeah. 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 Congrats to you, man. Because Appreciate I mean, you, you seem like an incredible father, and just like having, you know. For you to be as like successful as you are with just this music shit and with love culture and everything you guys have done so far, yeah. and you've got the responsibility of having two children on in the background, it's like, you know, yeah, a lot um, of people would say it's shit's impossible, you know. It's impossible, but also, uh, I can't. I didn't do it alone. Like my kids have a great tribe of people around. Yeah, me. Like, facts. My mom, my, a cheese mom, aunties, uncles. Yeah. Like. The tribe is real, and they they show up because they know like what we're doing in love culture is uh, spreading love. Yeah, is and also it's the thing that could very well take us to the next level. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and that's like that's just no doubt. That's just through consistency. Eventually, you guys just got to hit that that point. You know, Um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and you know, this is something that I find still mind blowing after talking to the other four members of love culture. Um, Sprite ambassadorship. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, obviously that's just, that's just one of those brands where I feel like they go perfect with love culture. Oh, you guys yeah, just kind of yeah. have that like same, like edgy kind of underground feel, you yeah. know, Sprite's always been supporting like underground artists and things like yeah, that. And, man. and um, how, what was that like for you when that first happened? Uh, so you heard the story, uh, how we how that all happened. Yeah, I think Flash um, gave us that one, but you can give us yeah. a, give us your brief little uh, <laughs> run through from your end. Yeah, sure. So man, E Easy is so good. Like I can't I can't even tell you how great he is at like spotting opportunities. Like till this day, he still hits me. He texts me and like links and stuff. I'm like, bro, check this out, bro. Dude, like Easy knows his shit. Like. It's, it's mind-blowing how, how he does it. But he was just like, hey, man, Sprite's looking for artists. Everybody hopping in ADMs and, like, spam. And then we had fans also in their DMs, like, love culture. Yeah. So, so uh, when, they were, when they were posting this stuff and we did that, had no idea. Did, I swear, this one post probably had, like, 3,000 comments on it. And I mean, it's Sprite. Take. It's Sprite. So I mean, yeah. you know, it's like they're they've got the whole world commenting on this picture. It's not just you guys, right? You know, it's not like just the, you know, when Easy sent out the message, y'all. It's not like just twenty love culture comments are going to be in there. It's right. gonna be twenty love culture comments plus the other two thousand fucking random artists people want to have. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So it it really was just like that, and it was just basically sheer luck and just like like flash told you just having having that team having that support like we we had support from a lot of people when it came to that and then they just hit us up in the dm and uh <laughs> i swear you know i swear going over it again but flash did almost drop the bag yeah the time. Uh, <laughs> just put that in there just so you know flash did almost drop the bag he did almost drop the bag and he got a cold at l we bring it up all the time this shit's like, so funny but 
we've uh that's that's how that ended up happening and um we've always just kept like a, a cool communication with them like uh shout out to lauren who was like our point of contact over there she's not with them any longer but she's been cool like i i text her and she responds like yeah she's, exactly she sent flowers when we had our youngest when me and she had our youngest oh like, wow it was cool like these are stories that we get to tell our kids like yeah it, it was and it's Ill, just man. legit bro it's yeah. like it's not this isn't like a fucking it's not like you guys are just on some you know you'll, you'll see brands all the time they'll do some little thing where it's like uh you know some little little fun to help a younger yeah. artist or something like that just like some 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 little nothing crazy but like you guys are actually sprite ambassadors you guys yeah. got you'll put sprite on your fucking back you know what i mean it's sprite's okay with you guys going out and doing that you yeah. know yeah. and um that's just i mean dude that's fucking like yeah, top tier milestone for it real it was cool the, the cool thing is, is that we've been in a lot of uh like zoom calls too like they did like workshops and it'll be like zoom calls with like say like uh Two chain street team or something. Like oh that. wow! And they'll just be giving us gem like industry gems, and the the wild part is, is that we'll be sitting in those uh, conversations amongst other Sprite uh, ambassadors too, and they'll be giving gems, and we'll be like, "Bro, we have that. Bro, we did that." Yeah, yeah. Like, like <laughs> we so already. It, it was just like yeah. a cool way to know that we're on the right path. Yeah. Uh, but they they were also giving gems that we didn't have. Like yeah. Like when Flash told you. Like how we send our emails, the the headers. Um, I got, we got that off of one of those calls. Like yeah, do that. So it was it was, it's definitely dope, man. They're definitely cool people over there, and can't wait to the next chapter. Um, like I said, Lauren's not there anymore, but uh, I can't wait to the next chapter. So yeah, and it's just kind of cool because now like other brands will be more confident to trust you guys exactly because like you now you've already got that that sprite cosign yeah. you know which which people people love stuff like that man i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this uh we haven't told anybody this but i'm, I'm gonna tell you this we we were supposed to have uh, a contract with the nfl too but it kind of fell through but fuck it's cool. dude now that's <laughs> like you think Sprite's big, bro? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> NFL, dude. Maybe it'll come back around. Maybe it'll come back around. Yeah. Maybe let you get out there on a Jags uniform, maybe sometime. I, bro, I, soon as we soon can as, use you at QB some <laughs> games, man. Fuck. Nah. Soon as, it's funny because soon as like we were finalizing stuff with the NFL, uh, I literally uh, shout out to to Matt. Um who's part of JME. I don't know if you met Jack. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Uh, but Matt's part of, uh, like, WJCT, JME, uh, uh, Jacksonville Music Experience. Okay, um, word, word. Yeah, and he had some contacts over in, in Jacksonville, uh, the Jaguars, and I was like, Matt, <laughs> you got anybody you know over the Jaguars? And he was like, yeah, I got you. So I, I immediately reached out to them. It was like, bro, we finna sign a contract with the NFL. What y'all trying to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't word it like that. But yeah, basically. yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, when it fell through, I just never, like, really picked back up on that conversation. But All right, I'm going to manifest around. this right now, man. <laughs> Twenty Obviously, it won't be 2023, but 2024, Love Culture Halftime Show. Halftime Show? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you never know what could happen in a year, man. You ne you never know. If that happens, you would definitely be front row. Uh, hey, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. And I want my Jaguars to be playing in it too. Now, <laughs> yeah, that, now that would be fucking would be crazy. Hard. Jags in it. You guys halftime that show. Would be hard. That's insane. Be hard. 
Um, you know, one thing that uh, another, or I guess another big event that happened to you guys, like just a love culture tribe, is um, when you guys all first that first show that happened. Yeah. Um, you know, where you guys all kind of connected, where basically a lot of you guys met each other. Um, yeah. You were doing some kind of behind the scenes work on that, weren't you? Were, weren't you kind of one of the ones that, um, not organized, but was it more so Kyle that organized that show and made so, it? So, uh, No Filter is the name of the show. Uh, again, Wade Taylor behind it all, man, mastermind. Uh, the ven- name of the venue was The Birdhouse uh, at the time. Uh, so he put together that show, and like I'm sure you got all the stories. Uh, these are so the artists of Love Culture. It, one, I've always been fans of them. Like I was the the guy that didn't believe that Jacksonville had great artists. Uh-huh, so I was yeah. really part of the problem. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Wade Sailor helped me f- find that out quickly. Like, no, there's other dope artists out here. Yeah. So. Like, like you've heard, me, Easy, and Spirit all went to school, high school together. Had no idea that we did music. You know, we were just cool. You know, kicking the you shit, know, yeah. Hallway, hall, uh, high school hall, shit, yeah. Fact. Hallway type shit. You know. Yeah. So when we got out of school, is when I learned that Spirit did music. Spirit's one of the dopest artists that I heard. He was one of the first ones I heard out of the whole group. One of the dopest artists I heard. I wish he would drop more solo stuff. You hear me, bro? Drop more solo stuff. Come on, man. We need it. One of the dopest artists I heard. And um, I did a few few stuff with him. Like, we would do stuff. And then um, Easy, or was it was it Flash? No, I think it was Flash that I heard next. Um, <clears throat> and he was in a group at the time called Artwork. And those... That group was dope as hell. Like, them niggas were different. Um, they were. They what was were it called? Ill. Artwork. Artwork. Okay. Forgive me if it's. No, it's not artwork. It's artwork. Okay, but those guys were ill, and uh, they they were like a like a Wolf Gang type. Tyler the Creator, like oh, he was okay. really word word. They were really like on that type of rap time, and they. I caught them at a show with Wade Sayer one day, and I was like, man, these guys are ill. Flash was still still dope to this day, but he was ill. Yeah. Um, and I think the, sh- the same show that I caught him is when I learned that Easy did music, too. I think they were on the same bill. I think him, Easy, and Spirit were on the same bill, and we just went out that night. Um, just checked him out kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, it was in the same, the same uh, venue. And Kyle was just kind of promoting No Filter too at the time. Yeah, and uh, so that's when I learned Easy did music too, and I'm like, "Oh, Easy, dope as hell!" Like, I, I had no idea that that he. You did see him music. at school all the time, yeah. just like walking around. You have no idea that, like, dude, this guy's no actually idea. got a voice behind him. No idea that he did music, and uh, we we invited them, man. Like, I became like I'm really when I say I'm really their biggest fans, like. I'm really fans of them. Like I yeah. listen to their stuff. Like I really respect their artistry. And uh, they were kind of the ones that showed you that Jacksonville's actually got some talent. Yeah, definitely, definitely were the ones. And who who would have known all the stuff? All the stuff I'm telling you was full circle. Like, yeah, all, organic, full circle. Yeah. So of course I had to have them be a part of the show. I kind of helped with the lineup 
as far as like what we want to do, but as far as everything, the operations behind it all, that was way serious. Hell yeah. And uh, so it was me on on No Filter. So there were two shows. I think no, f- the first one was me, uh, Flash. I believe it was one other guy from his group too at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was Easy. Okay. Um, and we did the first no filter. That was the one I did because I'm I'm huge and and heavy in live instrumentation, so I did it with a band. Like, oh really? Yeah, I rap my shit with a band. Holy like, shit, bro! Cool as fuck. Band was cool as hell, dude. That's like, I mean, that's that's gotta be such a uh, dope experience for you. But at the same time, like, yeah, isn't that a hard? I mean, that's gonna be a hard production to put together, you know? Because like, you got to make sure that mm-hmm. it's a little bit different, I, I guess. You know, going from you know, you're, you got a beat on your computer, which you made yourself, and now you got to have actual people, like, add in their own portions yeah. of it, you know? It was it was definitely something we had to do a few practices for, but it was it was ill nonetheless. Like, I couldn't have had a, a better start to, like, my, my performance trajectory. And, like, the high from that, the high from just playing with a band is just wild. And, dude, like, when, like, from the fans' point of view, like, it's so much cooler to see somebody rap over a band yep. as opposed to, like, them them just up there by themselves and they got a beat just rolling in the background, you know? It's, yeah. like, when it's everyone there, it's a full production. It's, like, you guys actually took time to, like, cr- yeah. re- recreate this beat in instrument form. Like, that shit's dope, man. Yeah. Like, I, like, not to my own horn, but I definitely had the best performance. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, shit. You got you got the be- best production out of all them motherfuckers. Do that. That's that's super dope, bro. Um, and then so, I, I think the net snow filter is when Chi came along. Uh, How'd you find out about her? Man, so I lo- I love telling this story. So Chi, I uh, I don't know if you know, but we had a local channel on the WJCT called Mimi TV and this channel around nighttime would play like a bunch of artists in the city like videos and stuff like really yeah okay. like music videos from locals and uh one night I was just watching them in bed I'm watching them so okay this is this is ill didn't even know the channel existed just happened to turn to it one day and this is ill and then um she had some things she had a few videos on there but one in particular was a video of her doing a freestyle. She was in a freestyle, a cypher with other guys. She was the only female in the cypher. So the cypher was going on. The guys are kicking. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And then she comes along, and I kid you not, slays every guy on that cypher. No way. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Who the fuck is this chick? Yeah. And then I kept watching and then another one of her videos came on. Um from from one of her older projects. And I'm just like, this is ill as fuck. What who did, I'm like, who is this? Like yeah. I'm up. This is like How have you not heard about this girl until right? now? Yeah. I'm like, it's like twelve at night. <laughs> I'm up watching this. And then another one of her videos come out. I'm like, she is not missing. What what's going on? So yeah. the next day. I was like, uh, I I was with Kyle, and I was like, bro, have you ever heard of, at the time she went by Cheech Foran, I was like, bro, have you ever heard of this chick called Cheech Foran? And he was like, I ain't no Cheech, that's, 
uh, Keita's, like, her and Keita are friends. I was like, bro, how the hell have you never have you never told me that <laughs> yeah. you knew this shit? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know her. She's cool. So, I don't think she remembered or not, but uh, there was an open mic at this spot, like, near Arlington, and she headlined, she headlined it. So, we end up going one night, and that was my first time meeting her, like, she probably don't remember it because at the time, at you're, the time. You're, you're a fan. She's a, I'm a fan. She's a yeah. Star. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, she's a fan. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this girl, there's no way this girl wants to, wants to know me. She's like, she's already got at this time back. in my yeah. mind, she made it. Like she's yeah. a star. Like she's, you know, she's gone. She, yeah, she yeah. be everywhere. So I end up meeting her that night. Cause I did some things, uh, for the open mic. But when she, she headlined it, she closed it. We end up meeting that night, and I was like, that was the first time when she came on, because you know how she talks. She's real laid back, confident, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great talker, yeah. Completely opposite of how she is on the stage. Yeah. So when she got off got off uh, the open mic, she was just like, yeah, hi, you know? Yeah, like, really? just being hella like, laid back, yeah. I was like, bro, this, this chick is cool as hell. And then one time, like, I, I kind of feel like a stalker, but not really because I didn't know, but... I caught her at the mall one time and just walking, and I was just like, I had stopped, and I was just like, oh my god, that's cheech, yeah, <laughs> type shit. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, make a make a long story short, she she told you the story like Kyle wanted her to be a part of No Filter too, and end up reaching out to her, and she only did it because of Kita. So shout out to Kita, she only did it because of Kita, and it was like, uh, you know, long story short. She ended up falling in love with the energy in that place. Everybody did. I can't Everybody, even say her. Yeah, Everybody it, fell in love with the energy of that night. Like, it was a great night, a great show. Hearing, like, everybody's perspective of that story, bro, and that night is just, like, I, I just yeah. wish I was fucking there. Like, it's, like, you bro. can't – it's one of those things because, like, you guys each have your own perspective of, like, how it happened. Yeah. But just, like – I mean, I remember when Flash was the first guest we had on, I remember he was telling me about it. And the first time I'm hearing it, I'm like, this sounds like a fucking, like, like a Disney movie or some shit. You know, like, Bro, everybody, like, everybody just, like, it's, it's like, five incredible artists just end up at this fucking show together. Completely and, like, organic. Completely organic. And then you get, you know, easy in here, and he confirms the story and Chi, and then we sit down with Spirit, and it's like, dude, like, it, every, you guys all had, like, the same exact feeling. Yeah. It was just, like... It just all happened. It wasn't even like anybody really planned for it to be like this. Not at all. We didn't. We did not plan. And mind you, like we had a no filter before that, and we were putting. Uh, Wade Harry was putting on open mics before that, so had Dude. no idea. And that. how like it could have happened that like how it could, you could have ended up on you know one of the first shows and Easy could have ended up on a second one. You didn't go to the second one. Like it could have yep. been like he was doing so many shows that time. It could have been. Yeah. A, yeah. a toss up, you know, but it just like happened, like, dude, God's plan, like, what the God's fuck? plan, bro? That that's exactly why, like, this what we build love with love culture is so divine that the only way that it can mess up is if we mess it up. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, so she, man, everybody was on board that night, and like we were on a high, and like they like they told you, I was working on a project at that time. But I, I did do a lot of the writing, too. And I was just like, bro, I want them guys to feature yeah. on this project. Like, they have to. Like, I need them to. Yeah. And uh, they were with it. 
and we created it at uh, Wade Taylor's house. What's the name of that project? Fluidity. It's on SoundCloud. That's right. Okay, yeah. It's on Perfect. SoundCloud. Fluidity. Um, bunch of bunch of abstract beats that I found from this guy called uh, 1V Art on YouTube. I don't oh, know if he's yeah. still on YouTube or not, but his shit was dope. Um, we reached out to him. I asked, could we use it? And he was like, yeah, cool. And uh, we that project became more than just my project. And I was like, there's no way that I can just make put my name on this and make y'all features. Like, this is our collective project. Yeah. It's our collective baby. Because we, like, outside of just getting together and doing the music for that, like, we had really deep conversations through those nights that we recorded and just, like, really got to really know each other in, in a better light and, you know. It's that initial connection you guys had, like, that yeah. really sparked the flame. Yeah. Of, you know, that was sport. that. No Filter 2 was definitely the catalyst to that. And, like, we've been clicked tight ever since. Yeah. yeah. And congrats to you guys, man. Like, holy shit, watch. Like, here, just hearing back, like, y'all's each individual journeys and how everything goes down, it's like, I mean, it just it it just seems like something that's in a, out of a fucking movie, man. It's like I man, mean, it really is like it really is. It's super dope, and um, like I couldn't make it up. Yeah, and and uh, clearly because you guys all got the same fucking story. <laughs> if you did, you guys did a good job of lying to me about it, man. Because um, we all shit we got together and it was like, yep, this is gonna be our story. And we need to um. You know, if if it's de- we do only have a couple slots left in season one, but eventually we need to get Wade Sailor on this motherfucker. Please get Wade Sailor on that man, because um, you know, I I kind of heard his name thrown around in a couple of the other previous interviews, but mm-hmm. you know, you really paint the picture of like how big his role was in this whole big, thing is just like big role, dude. We gotta we gotta get him on here for sure and hear his. Perspective. That's why I, that's why I can never say like yeah, I I was the ideal behind Love Koji, but he was definitely the brains and everything behind it yeah that's why i don't the machine that made it happen founder, i go by co-founder because he's definitely fuck yeah yeah what's um one thing that i asked all the other artists and i wanted to ask you as well is what's a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self piece of advice i give to my younger self maybe when you first started making music or something um i would say to not To not second guess yourself, like mm-hmm. just go with your first instinct on things. Like I, I had a lot of like, like I told you in the beginning of beginning of my art artistry, we scrapped a lot of stuff. Like there were so many projects I was supposed to have myself. I don't have a lot of stuff out myself, but there's so much stuff that we scrapped, and it was only because like I would second guess it or like I would evolve and i would learn something new and i would want to do that instead and uh instead of putting the music out i would just be like yeah a little bit and of a perfectionist like you didn't really yeah. want to put out stuff and you're like yeah oh, i know i could probably make this a little better yeah and like i i've heard something that uh i don't know if i'm gonna say it correctly but it was something to the fact that uh that einstein said that was like the first person to fail is the first person to kind of figure it out first yeah exactly facts so if you're quicker to fail and just you know go out there and fail you're gonna find the answer before anybody who is just reluctant you gotta fail fail first like to figure out like the uh, the path is like trial and error for a reason it's like you fail and you figure out the solution then you fit you continue on then you find your next failure yeah exactly just and you just keep moving forward each you know 
it's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. That's kind of just how it goes, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, I love that quote. It's kind of like the first person to put themselves out there and actually bet on themselves mm -hmm. is the first one that's going to find that like ultimate glory in the end. Yep. yep. Yeah. I love that shit, man. So and I that's wish a great I, piece I definitely advice. would tell my younger self that. And then like, um, just continue to be you, man. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to feel your feelings. Don't be afraid to, you know, step out and, uh, you know, do your thing. I so. love that, man. And that's yeah. a great piece of advice for your kids as well, too. Yeah. Like, just as they grow up, like, just stay true to you and Oh, yeah. And I do give my daughters the best. game, man. My yeah. oldest, I give her the game, man. They're gonna be cool. Yeah, I believe it, man. Yeah, they, they got a bunch of uh, a bunch of help around the sidelines oh, too, yeah. man. With with all the team you have and just you know yeah. your your support system and um, I bet you know from from their perspective they're probably like, dude, my dad's a fucking legend, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And then uh, congrats like to you, the man. guy, the guys too. They're they're like my brothers. They're great. They're great with the girls, man. Like Flash, I'm sure you heard like Flash loves my daughters dearly. yeah all yeah. of them do they all it seems like they, they all, all have like them their own little gems there. yeah they all have like their own little chemistry in their own way yeah. which which i love man that's just so awesome like i believe her like flash and my oldest had a handshake and i was like how the fuck y'all had a handshake like, I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on <laughs> now it's it wild but yeah they they're dope i love that yeah. shit man so um you know let's go ahead and wrap this thing up thank you for coming through today man let's go ahead and plug the people in where can they find you uh man i am on I'm not that active, and I should be, as I should be, but I'm on uh, IG at, is it Bobby Baby? I think with, with an X, X is the A. Yeah. yeah, so it's Bobby Baby with the X is the A. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, Wade Sailor, I mean, uh, <laughs> Wade Sailor, me plugging in Wade Sailor. Follow Wade Sailor, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, follow Wade Sailor. I mean, at honestly, yeah, he's a fucking goat, too, man. At brother for life, like. Facts. Love you, man. And then um, we are love culture. Like love culture, everything. Gotta follow love yeah, culture. Yeah. I mean, duh. If, if we're this is the fifth love culture interview. So if by this point you aren't following love culture, it's what the? Wrong. I don't know what the fuck to it's do. I don't know wrong. what else like we have to to do to get you to follow love culture. But make sure you're following love culture, man. Are you on it's, Twitter or anything like that? I am not on Twitter. Okay. I have a Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. No. Okay. Bad, 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 bad. No. So um. Yeah, man, definitely check out my boy on Instagram. Check out your music. You're available on all streaming platforms, obviously. Yep. Uh, love culture is available everywhere. Um, yeah, man, I love I love watching your journey. It's going to be a bright future for all you guys in the Love Culture crew, honestly, man. Oh, uh, man. Um, I'm just easy to let you hear some of the new stuff we got coming out. So. Yeah, he sent me some of the snippets. I'm, I'm excited to... The I'm excited era. for you guys to put it out there in the world, man, because I think that a lot of those are going to perform really well. I know that you guys have been working with some of my close friends too on the sideline. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's honestly, it's really, it's going to be really cool for me to hear this new project you guys have. Yeah, man. Um, is there any uh, new music you have out right now that you want to promote? Uh, well, we, we do have a, a track coming out very soon. I'm not okay. giving you details on it, but All right, it, bet. So it's y crazy. Y'all stay tuned, man. Another, crazy. another banger crazy and then um i also will have a solo something solo dropping soon like i need to so you need you, you need to get, you, get some shit off your chest <laughs> all right man i i feel it i feel it so yes, um man i appreciate you coming through man you got you man, guys are having me. you guys are all the shit bro and um it's an honor getting to talk to you guys and just you know watch the watch the dream unfold for you guys man and watch it all come true because it's just like it's it it's through consistency, it's just it's gonna happen eventually. You yeah, know? yeah. And you guys are making great steps. Um, 
Man, shout out to everybody that's tuning in right now on the OG Sessions live stream. If you are a Patreon member, if you're a certified OG on there, I love you. Your support is absolutely unmatched. You guys are the shit. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, Podbean, CastBox, fucking Buzzsprout. I don't even know, man. If Wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you give me that subscribe button and that five-star rating. Um, yeah, man, dude, that's the best way to support the podcast and uh, obviously join the Patreon as well. So thank you to everyone that's part of those clubs right now, man. Thank you, everybody that's certified OG. And thank you, everybody, for just tuning into this episode of the OG Sessions podcast, man. Shout out to Rob for coming through, man. You are the bomb. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it a lot, man.